the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and it's time to put the ball on the tee and kick it off because it is a football Friday, and that means we got some college football action. We got, of course, props, props, some more props in the NFL and tons of bonus time as well. So strap in, folks, uh, because we're going to move at a breakneck pace. Let's start off on the junior circuit here uh, with a four-pack of picks uh, straight out of the gate. And look, if you've adhered to hashtag favorite always, uh, it has been a profitable endeavor for you because my college football picks this season have been lousy, god-awful, suck-induced. Uh, so hopefully I'm not going to blow this time around. So let's start off first. Uh, give me Michigan on the money line in Madison against the Wisconsin Badgers. Why? Well, Graham Mertz is a turnover magnet. Uh, and uh, the Michigan defense has been outstanding. Uh, they're stiff as a board right now in terms of uh, what they have yielded, just 11.8 points per game. If Cade McNamara can get some chunk gains through the air, I think the fighting Harbaugh's can pull off the victory straight up there at Camp Randall. Elsewhere, give me USC, and I'm going to lay the 7.5 on the road against the Colorado Buffaloes. And those Buffaloes have uh, been placed on um, a couple of sesame seed buns because they have been – Largely terrible offensively. And the Trojans, D, uh, yeah, they got to wield a more sharpened sword. Uh, they're number 83 in the country in run defense, number 77 in pass defense. But CU averaging just 13.8 points per game. PU as a result. So I think the Trojans get their crap together and cover the 7.5. Uh, give me Rutgers plus 15.5 against the Ohio State. Uh, Rutgers loves to ground and pound. And I think as a result, uh, they're going to win the time of possession if they can limit some of those explosive pass plays that Ohio State really relies on. They're number two in total yards per game, averaging over 500 in that category. I think uh, 15 and a half just a little bit too much. I think the Buckeyes win by a pair of touchdowns, but don't cover. And then finally, on the late night tip, oh yeah, a little Pac-12 after dark. Cue the slow sacks. Uh, give me UCLA minus three. Uh, at home against Arizona State. Now, ASU uh, allowed 183 rush yards in their last outing against Colorado. If that resurfaces, uh, I think the Bruins going to run all over them. And UCLA has been challenged. They have played the 13 toughest schedule so far uh, in the country on this college football season. And I think the Bruins, D2, will stymie the Devils in the end. And UCLA wins this thing potentially by 10 or more. So, Lundy. Out of that four-pack of picks, uh, which one's your favorite, my man? Uh, there's two that I like a lot. It's going all the way back to the beginning. Let's talk about Michigan. I like that on the money line um, You know that we saw Wisconsin and Notre Dame uh, last weekend. I think that Michigan's got a similar kind of shutdown defense, and so I think Wisconsin is in trouble there. And then, Brad, my company – uh, through a partnership, has season tickets for CU football. Um, and I can't give those things away. Like, I don't think I could pay people to take those tickets for this game tomorrow. So I am a big fan. I think SC wins that one by double figures so far on the season. Do you know what the Colorado Prairie Dogs are averaging on offense, Brad? 239 total oh, yards barf. that is how that is how absolutely puke inducing colorado's offense is uh so far this season so yeah take sc 
even though they are a heavy favorite on the road. They're coming off of the loss to my Oregon State Beavers. But yes, SC is going to uh, be putting the uh, bison on the bun, shall we say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are my two favorites out of the ones that you just uh, locked and loaded. Mm, bison burgers. Delicious. Uh, speaking of some delectable selections, let's move on. It's a Friday. And let's rock it with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, let's talk a little NFL action here, Lundy. And let's start off with an under. Yeah, living in the land down under. On Kyler Murray. The Docks in the desert is not going to be scurrying those little legs. 35.5 rush yards in L.A. against the Rams. Now you look at Kyler Murray. Uh, he is trimmed off uh, 2.4 attempts per game compared to what he averaged last season. He said it at the beginning of the year. Hey, I, I want to run less. I don't want to have to rely so much on my lower body to move the chains. Uh, he wants to be more opportunistic, and he's been highly efficient near the goal line in that category. But, you know, between the 20s, uh, not calling his own number, tucking and running, as what we've seen in previous years. Uh, last year, only 18 total rush yards against the L.A. Rams in a couple of games. And Luddy's been under this uh, in every game so far, you know, 20, 31, and he had 19 in the other game. So, you know, you look at it all together, uh, I don't see Kyler Murray getting to 36 rush yards here in the end. I think he's going to be probably south of 30 as the Rams will definitely be spying him early and often in this one. Pull this one uh, minus 115 at DraftKings. So fade or follow Kyler Murray under 35.5 rush yards at SoFi Stadium. I will follow this one because we do know that there's one thing that Rams defense does, and that's spy. They know how to be able to uh, hold people down. And I think that Kyler Murray, the combination of the defense he's facing and then what you just pointed out, the fact that he does not want to have to rely on his legs. You know what that is, folks? That's uh, career enhancement. That's what that is. <laughs> forget forget <laughs> offensive uh, game plan. That's just I'd like to be around to continue to collect a paycheck. Uh, and that's what I think he's going to do. I like your call of him being right around 30, maybe just tucked barely underneath that number. Uh, I could use some male enhancement. Careful. Careful. <laughs> it's a family program. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to just leave that one alone. I'm going to let that be just something you can sit in a dark corner and think about by yourself. Uh, and, and now you're just feeding a dark corner. <laughs> I will leave it at that. I will leave it at that. We move on. Number four. All right, next up, uh, let's talk about the ATM machine. That is Robert Woods. No, not as the receiver. Uh, but as the rusher, will the ATM finally malfunction and stop spitting out $100 bills? I say no, London. Give me the over on four and a half rush yards uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, he has done this in every single game so far this season. One carry for seven yards in week one. Two carries for six yards in week two. One carry last week for five yards. We need one stinking carry yet again from Bob Woods, a guy that gets the occasional inside handoff or the jet sweep. Uh, maybe he'll get one of those like LaVisca Chenault uh, right out of the gate plays that we saw on Thursday night. Uh, which uh, I thought I'd already cashed my over on longest reception uh, for LaVisca Chenault, but I had to wait because they called that a, a pass since it was behind the line of scrimmage. But uh, I think he will get the one carry. Arizona giving up 5.04 yards per carry, 114.3 rush yards per game to opposing rushers. So, yeah, knock on Woods. Uh, I think it's going to be good luck yet again. Over 4.5 rush yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. Fade or follow. 
you are playing with fire with this one. Okay, <laughs> totally, man. And, and, and here's the reason why: because if you go back two weeks, that game against the Colts, yeah, he finished with six yards rushing. The problem was he had a rush for like I think it was nine or ten, and then he also had a negative one where yeah. he got tackled behind the line of scrimmage. And so you better hope that that doesn't burn us uh, like our bet last week with Michael Carter and the Jets against the oh. Broncos did because of that five yard loss that he had uh so i'm gonna follow you because this is one of those i'm just gonna follow the trend i'm gonna ride the horse until it bucks me but you're playing with fire and you know what uh lundy a little early bonus time uh i am exercising the demons i went back to the well on uh, that michael carter prop (laughs) of course you did it's an eight and a half i couldn't resist i couldn't resist it i couldn't resist it and i cannot resist robert wood's Rush your hearts. Number three. All right, let's go to the Tom Brady Bowl. No, I'm not going to throw a wager down. Another Brady special. We talked about that earlier in the week. And I don't know if you noticed, uh, too, Lundy, but his pass yards prop just continues to climb, climb, and climb some more. I think it opened at 297.5. It's now a 305.5 at some books. I'm hoping it gets up a little bit higher because I'm going to take the under. Uh, if it does uh, balloon to around 310, you know, anything north of that. But anyway, uh, same game, different name. And on the other side of the ball, his former employer, uh, the New England Patriots, their grease man underneath doing all the dirty work. That's Jacoby Myers. I'm going to take the over five and a half receptions, minus 105. So a lighter juice at DraftKings. Why? Well, you look at Myers. Uh, he has been the apple of Mac Jones's eye, and I think Mac Jones will continue to take a bite uh, out of him. Why? Because James White is done for the season with that hip subluxation. You know, maybe you're going to see more Brandon Bolden. Maybe you're going to see more J.J. Taylor out of the backfield. But I think it's really Myers is going to pick up the slack. 14 targets last week, nine catches for 94 yards. Oh, yeah, baby. Do you get Ross Cockrell? Who's a giver? 71.4 catch percentage allowed, 122.1 passer rating, surrendered to assignments. Uh, again, Myers has gone 6-4-9 in three games and receptions this season. This uh, you know smells of maybe a 7-plus catch game for him under the primetime lights, especially if Tom does indeed come out and scorch earth. Uh, you're going to see the volume cranked for the slot man. So fade or follow Jacoby Myers over five and a half catches against Tampa minus 105 at DraftKings. This is entirely for personal reasons because I happen to have uh, some stock in Jacoby Myers from a fantasy perspective Uh, as opposed to just my betting perspective. So I'll tell you what, just because it is entirely self-serving, I will follow and say over because the more (laughs) catches that man gets, the more chance I have of uh, in a particular league. I am taking on the early season first place team and damn it, Brad, I need those catches from Myers. So screw the analytics, screw whether or not it Brady and Belichick hug or shake hands or do one of those kid and play dances. I don't really care what these two guys do over the course of the weekend. I can't wait for this game to be over because I am tired of talking about it. Uh, But Jacoby Myers, yes. How about I'll I'll take like 11 catches at this point. I have got to find a way to beat this guy in my league. How about a midfield uh, postgame kiss from Brady to Belichick? I'm here for it. Stick around for our top picks in NFL Week Numero Quattro in bonus time. Number two. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get to Brandon Ayuk, who uh, is uh, near the top of the board of my uh, betting card for this weekend. And I'm going to go over 42 and a half receiving yards against Seattle. This is a bit of a head scratcher to me, Lundy. 
Uh, Brandon Ayuk is back officially. You know, he was in the doghouse the first couple of weeks. He has now escaped and is back into Kyle Shanahan's good graces. 39 routes he ran in week three, saw a season-high six targets, four catches for 37 yards, and a touchdown. And I expect his overall target share to only go in one direction, and that is north. And you look at Seattle, 7.94 pass yards per attempt allowed, 307 pass yards per game surrendered. Uh, if he gets Trey Flowers, he's given up a 139.6 passer rating, or DJ Reed at a 120.1 passer rating, it is a fruitful matchup across the board. So Brandon Ayuk, I think it's going to cash in, and this one could be a sweat free bet. I wouldn't be shocked if he hit the over by halftime knowing how uh, disappointing, and I'm saying that very kindly, Seattle has played against the pass this season. So fade or follow. Forks up for the former ASU Sun Devil over 41 and a half or 42 and a half, excuse me, receiving yards against Seattle minus 115 at DraftKings. Yeah, I would actually jump on this one before we get any movement with either the yardage line or the uh, juice in this one. I, I think this is a comfortable one. I agree with you. I think this is sweat free. Um, and you're right. He started off the season in the doghouse, which meant you kind of, you know, if we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, we might have been a little bit nervous about his utilage, 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 <laughs> That's a new word. We yeah, we'll, we'll add it to Merriam-Webster. There we go. Usage uh, in this offense. But now that seems to have been remedied. And because of that, yeah, I think you're comfortably over this number. Um, maybe not by halftime. I know you're thinking he just crushes it. Uh, but I'm feeling pretty confident that by the third quarter, we know we've got some cash in our account. Yeah. Amen on that. Fade, fade, fade. Anything related to Seattle defensively right now. Number one. Finally, last and certainly not least, let's go to uh, what I feel is my top uh, prop on the board. And I am taking the under Lundy on Ryan Tannehill pass yards. And here's the deal with Ryan Tannehill. This number actually opened at 220 and a half. At DraftKings, and I grabbed it at that. It is now climbed at Caesars and points bet to 224 and a half. And I would break out the sledgehammer and take the under on that one as well. Uh, we don't know if AJ Brown's going to play, we don't know if Julio Jones is going to play. It could be uh, Westbrook uh, Keene at wide receiver, uh, Cameron Batson, uh, maybe some uh, Josh Reynolds. Like, I, I don't know who the hell. He's going to throw the ball to what I do know is you got Derrick Henry. See you whole smash hole football Frankenstein. Uh, and uh, to correlate and bring it all together. Uh, I, I actually like the over on Henry rush attempts at 24 and a half because he is going to be the foundation of the game plan. It's the Jets who've got 20 total points in three games. So if you get ball to belly early, Henry could rip off a couple of long ones. All of a sudden it's a double figure deficit and Ryan Tannehill leaves a gun to the holster because he's got nobody to throw the damn ball to. So, I don't see how he gets uh, over maybe even 200 yards. Had a buck 97 through the air last week. So fade or follow on what could be a limited workload. Ryan Tannehill under, whether it's 220 and a half at DraftKings, whether it's uh, 224 and a half at Caesars of points, but it doesn't matter, folks. I am well, well south of this total this week at whatever the juice is. Fade or follow. Five for five on a Freaky Friday football fade five and other large F words that you in listener land will probably be yelling. I like the short uh, F words myself, Lundy. 
Well, you know, sometimes you drag it out, kind of like the kid in Christmas story. Um, no, I'm going to follow on this one as well. Obviously, I like it if I can bump it up to that 224. You know, if, they, if they're willing to bump it up, I'll take that little bit of a cushion. But I do think he finishes right around 200, maybe 205 by the time the game is done. Uh, again, give the ball to Derrick Henry and let him just go do what Derrick Henry does. Yeah, which is uh, steamroll and flatten the opposition and leave guys in ice baths for hours on end. So, yeah, absolutely. We're all about the under and Ryan Tannehill and all about all things related to Derrick Henry. All right, before we get out of here, uh, I know you got a ton still on your card, so let's uh, El Rapido mode, my man. <laughs> Fire off here on some bonus time action. What do you got for me? All right, let me uh, roll this one for you. How about an alt-line parlay for uh, tonight's uh, college football action? Mm. Uh, these have been sometimes good, sometimes a kick to the nuts. Uh, so let's see exactly what happens, but I'm going to alt-line it. I'm just going to take uh, Iowa on the money line. Uh, they are on the road against Maryland, um, and I do believe that they will get the win on the road, taking on the Terps, but I'm going to pair that because the money line is a minus 160. I'm going to pair that. I'm going to bring the line down in the BYU-Utah State game. BYU right now favored 9.5. I'm going to bring that down to 6.5. Put those two together. I'm at a plus 167. Reminder, when we talk about spreads, earlier this week, I told you I am on the Chargers minus 3 against the Raiders. I am going ahead and sticking with that one as we roll into the weekend. Give me over 5.5 receptions for Brandon Cooks taking on Buffalo. Why? Because he's the only damn option they've got on that <laughs> yeah, offense and so they're right. going to keep throwing in the ball and then uh dk actually did not have these posted our friends at caesars do i am all about noah fant this weekend in mm. the game between the broncos and the ravens why because in week one the ravens gave up 105 yards to darren waller they gave up 109 the following week to travis kelsey yes i know that they held tj hawkinson down uh in uh the most recent contest but noah fant i've got him on two different stat lines for you over 38 and a half receiving yards uh and and I will take Noah at an anytime touchdown at plus 280. Ooh, man, that's a spicy little meatball. Plus 280. I love that call right there. Uh, we went three and two on Thursday night and featured props. So let's stay profitable here uh, as well in bonus time for the rest of the card. Uh, for me, I got four plays. Uh, give me Zach Moss for an anytime touchdown at plus 150. At points bet, uh, you mentioned you know Brandon Cooks the only game in town. Well, he is going to see a high volume simply because I think Buffalo's already up thirty to nothing in that game. Held their favorite by what sixteen and a half, seventeen? Yeah, I've seen Texans. it up to I've, I've seen it up to seventeen and a half in some places. Uh, yeah, and a lot of that's going to be you know because of Zach Moss getting ball to belly inside the red zone. Uh, he's got ten red zone touches so far this season. That's the eleventh most among running backs, and he's got three TDs to his name. So I think he splashes six in this one, whether in competitive time or garbage time give me rub-a-dub-dub Nick Chubb over 78.5 rush yards uh, against that elastic front of the Minnesota Vikings which is allowed 4.83 yards per carry and 103 rush yards per game to running backs. Uh, Chubb's done this uh, in each of the first three contests and one of the pace setters right now in yards of the contact per attempt, and he's forced the most missed tackles among running backs at 17. Elsewhere, give me the under on Saquon Barkley, uh, 58 and a half rush yards against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, New Orleans is really bottled up opposing rushers. 2.54 yards per carry allowed, just 48.3 rush 
yards per game conceded to running backs. And Saquon has been under this in two of three games. Uh, I do like Daniel Jones. Uh, just to add in, in a related note, the over on the 22.5 rush yards. And last and Sunday night, least, let's go back to Denver. And let's talk about Tim A. Tim Patrick giving the over three and a half catches at plus 100 at DraftKings. Uh, I know the volume hasn't been exceedingly high. He's only got 13 targets on the season, but he's gone four, three, and five receptions, so he's been over in two with three. No K.J. Hamler he's done for the season. And Teddy, two gloves, and Patrick, man, uh, I mean, they make magic on the field. When Bridgewater is targeted Patrick, he's got a perfect passer rating this season, and I think he's going to get it done at least four catches and a, po- a, po- a possible shootout, I wanted to get that out, uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. And there you have it. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, as always, Fade or Follow, that is up to you. Fade the Noise.